Hello fellow humans, Chris here again. So today is the first day of the new year, 2022, New Year's Day. Um, but it also happens to be the anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation, the uh, declaration by President Abraham Lincoln that all enslaved Americans were henceforth free. Of course, the end of slavery didn't actually occur until almost three years later, on December 18, 1865 when the 13th Amendment was adopted to the U.S. Constitution. So it's been roughly 156 years now since the end of slavery in America. Because today marks such a monumental moment in our country's history, I wanted to take some time to really dive into the topic, both to discuss what happened in the early centuries of our country and to postulate on how this correlates with where we are today. Why am I talking about this now? Well, the timing of the Emancipation Proclamation helps, but that isn't really the reason I'm doing this video. In the long term, I'm doing it because, quite frankly, we haven't done nearly enough, really in full context, we haven't done anything in this country to address the realities of slavery, nor on how the shadows of slavery still permeate our culture to this day. In the short and more immediate term, I'm doing it because of a lesson I watched on Masterclass. For Christmas 2020, I was gifted with a one-year subscription to Masterclass, a portal to an array of long-format instructional and educational videos by experts in all fields, including art, history, sports, gardening, and many more. The last class I watched in December before my subscription expired was called Black Love, A Love Like No Other, and it was presented by the iconic Professor Cornell West, along with Angela Davis, Kimberly Williams Crenshaw, Nicole Hannah-Jones, Sherilyn Ifill, Jelani Cobb, and John McWhorter. I highly recommend this course as it delves heavily into black issues from a plethora of perspectives, ranging from language and culture to politics, religion, education, and, of course, racism and slavery. One particular lesson stood out to me. It was a discussion on slavery, and it delved into one of the key elements that allowed slavery to thrive, justifiably, in white people's minds, for over 260 years in this country. The dehumanizing of slaves. Case in point, whipped Peter. In March of 1863, Peter arrived at a Union camp in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. For 10 days, he had been on the run, evading slave catchers led by bloodhounds, attempting to escape his way to freedom. Successful in his escape, though barely alive, Peter gallantly joined the Union Army of the North, hoping to aid in eradicating the very institution which had dominated and tortured him his whole life. During a medical examination, Peter's scars were exposed, and the brutal horror of what he and so many other black Americans had endured was made painfully clear. The photograph of these scars was circulated in newspapers across the country, and it marked a turning point in the eventual upheaval of slavery. Americans could no longer turn a blind eye to the horrors of slavery, could no longer rationalize in their minds that slaves were treated with compassion, that their masters took care of them, that they enjoyed their lives as slaves. This picture naturally bothered me, to the point it almost made me sick. It bothered me in a lot of different ways. Of course, the most obvious reason it disgusted me was the sheer horror of it. The pain that man and so many other men, women, and children had to endure is just unfathomable to me. But it goes beyond that. You couldn't treat a dog like that today without going to jail. The value, the humanity that was taken away from these folks, these human beings who were th here through no will of their own. This is not how a human behaves. A person who would treat a fellow human being like this. There just aren't words for me to describe the abject horror and disgust I feel at it. 
For a country to collectively accept and justify the evils of slavery, they had to consider blacks as subhuman. This picture demonstrates that bluntly and painfully. But it goes beyond that, too. You see, I couldn't remember ever seeing this picture before. I'd studied slavery in school. I learned about cotton gins and the three-fifths compromise and how our forefathers had slaves, but that it was just the way things were then, and we can't judge them by today's standards, aka whitewashed history. But we didn't see this picture, and we need to see this picture. It needs to be acknowledged and remembered. Slavery was around since the early 1600s. America may have been officially born in 1776, but slaves from Africa had been brought over as early as 1619. That means that slavery has existed in America for around 250 years. America as a country is only 245 years old, and it's only been 156 years since the end of slavery. All that considered, it's not been a long time since slavery was eradicated, and in the context of the lifespan of our still young country from the time Europeans first arrived, slavery has existed for the majority of that time. When we look at the disgusting and deplorable history of slavery in the United States, when we take into account the longevity of the institution itself, when we realize and acknowledge that even in the late 19th century, when this picture of whipped Peter was distributed in periodicals across the country, throngs of Americans still rationalized slavery, some even claiming the picture itself to be a fake. To think that the shadows of that horrific era of our country don't still exist, that there aren't still people who cling to those beliefs, that see certain human beings as less than, as the other, that's either delusional at best, or straight evil at worst. Whipped Peter was perhaps the first recorded example of a proof of an evil, a documentation of an act of racism, of the most horrific sort of sin one could imagine. Today, examples like this run rampant in our society. One doesn't have to look far to find images and videos of horrific and deplorable behavior, and with Google, it's never been easier to find these examples for yourself. The fact of the matter is, even with countless examples like these, there are many, many Americans who think racism has been long eradicated, that these images are isolated incidents, or that the actions taken in them weren't even a violation of any kind. Some might even consider them fake. The fact of the matter is, our country, our educational system, our leaders and our parents have failed to acknowledge and teach the brutal truth of our country's history. They have done us, and more importantly, the slaves who built this country, a great disservice. Today we talk about the flag, about respecting the national anthem, about patriotism, of standing for the troops and giving honor and respect to our forefathers, those wise white men who had that brilliant idea of freedom and democracy, just as long as it was reserved for other white men. We expect national unity and respect, not for rectification for the sins of our past, but for acknowledgement of the beauty and wonder of this great nation. We're not honored to have the skills, talent, hard work, and determination of some of the most brilliant minds and incredible athletes the world has ever known. Instead, we expect them to be honored of the privilege of representing this great country. And if they don't abide by those long-standing traditions, if they don't stand and pledge allegiance to a flag that doesn't represent them, that reminds them of the brutal truths of their family's heritage, we shun them. We shame them. We tell them to shut up and dribble. Perhaps the biggest failure this country has made, aside from slavery itself, aside from the torture it has inflicted in the countless years of racism, discrimination, segregation, lynching, and unjustified murder it has committed, is the sheer ignorance itself to those realities. 
of the fact that we whitewash and sugarcoat our history to conveniently leave out the worst truths, of the fact that something as radical as a so-called critical race theory, something that simply equates to an accurate history, is demonized as some kind of indoctrination that only serves to make white children feel guilty or sad about themselves. Our parents committed the most horrible of sins, and today we make the most minimal effort to address and educate on those horrible sins. Instead of telling the stories that actually happened, instead of validating the sordid history of racism and slavery, we pretty it up so we can all shoot fireworks and wave flags and tell each other that we're the greatest country in the world that we were built on freedom from oppression while simultaneously ignoring the true oppression that has existed and still exists today. We expect black people to honor the flag just like the rest of us, to stand and show patriotism for a country they don't even get credit for building. Can they ever forgive us? I wouldn't. <laughs>